This is the Affirm America podcast, where we stand up and speak out affirming American excellence. Coming to you deep in the heart of the Midwest, located in an undisclosed log cabin on the outskirts of town, your host, Marquis Vandemark. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Affirm America podcast on this Friday, February the 24th, 2023. What a difference a day can make. Yesterday it was in the low 70s and today it is going to get in the high 30s. Boy, what a wide swing it is in our weather out here in the Midwest Hey, thanks for joining us on the Affirm America podcast. I'm your host, Marquise Vandemark. Hope you're having a great end of your week as we go into the weekend. All right, these are your top five headlines for this Friday, closing out this week. Let's start off with headline number five. Electively, single men under 30 reaches 63%. From the New York Post, a new Pew Research Center data has found that nowadays, 63% of men under 30 are electively single, up from 51% in 2019, and experts blame erotic alone time online as a major culprit. The new post-COVID numbers would surely back up previous research that the pandemic has made men prefer an evening alone instead of actually meeting a partner. The male numbers come sharply just opposed to the 34% of women under 30 who now say they're single. From the Hill, heterosexual women are getting more choosy. Women don't want to marry down to form a long-term relationship to a man with less education and earnings than herself, said Ronald Levant, professor emeritus of psychology at the University of Akron. All right, so these are uh, some discouraging Numbers, I think, the fact that people are becoming more isolated, isolated as a result of the COVID virus, remaining at home, not going out and intermingling with the opposite sex, with people in general. It's very healthy for people to have human relationships with people on a regular basis and not being locked in your house and not interacting with people, but interacting with their computer, and relating to individuals through social media or some technology. This is not a good trend. It's not healthy mentally, spiritually, and also for the fact that where the most satisfaction comes is when a man meets a woman and they are married and have children. This is where true happiness comes from, not from being single, not from being isolated, not from staying on their computers all day or inside their homes as individuals. This is, a, this is a problem. It's something that needs to be talked about, needs to be addressed. We need to find a way out of this maze that we found ourselves in, mostly as a result of the COVID-19 shutdowns. Let's see about uh, where this heads, and hopefully we can turn it around. All right, headline number four. National Archives fire security official who asked students to remove pro-life clothing. 
From the Daily Signal, the National Archives and Records Administration says it has fired the security officer responsible for telling students that they could not wear pro-life apparel in the museum. On January 20th, 2023, the day the National March of, for Life took place in Washington, D.C., security officers at the National Archive ordered multiple visitors to remove their hats and cover their attire displaying pro-life messages, according to a letter from acting archivist Deborah Stadel Wall. From Fox News, Wall's letter reportedly explained that the security officers are private contractors and that the vendor they used investigated the matter and found out that one of their supervisors provided instructions to other security officers who work for the same vendor that were contrary to our policy. Okay, well, that's a good thing that they fired those people because they have you know, absolutely no right to make a comment like that. That's very much outside the realm of America especially when you're in a museum, and this is in uh, the capital, the people's nation, city, and that uh, the supervisors there uh, got it right to, to fire these people and to uh, remove them from their positions because they have no right to uh, make those kind of comments, and it's completely out of line. All right, headline number three. Children's book about impactful women includes Dr. Rachel Levine. Fox News a children's chapter book series about women who spoke up and rose up against the odds and is targeted at kids ages 6 to 9 years old is set to release a book about Rachel Levine, the first openly transgender federal official confirmed by the U.S. Senate in 2021, who is now the new Assistant Secretary at the Department of Health and Human Services, HHS. The book, She Persisted, Rachel Levine by Lisa Bunker will be released on June 6, 2023 and was inspired by Clinton's picture book series by the same title that tells the stories of women like Oprah Winfrey, Sonia Sotomayor, and Greta Thunberg. The book, which includes an introduction from Chelsea Clinton, states it is the perfect choice for kids who love learning and teachers who want to bring inspiring women into their curriculum and provide a list of ways that readers can follow in Rachel Levine's footsteps and make a difference. All right. So first of all, there's some problems here. Rachel Levine is not a woman. Yep, that's right. That's what I said. Rachel Levine is a man that is under the illusion that he's a woman. And to promote this as a children's book and having Chelsea Clinton write a comment about the book is something that is not a good idea. This is, this is where we're at today in 2023. This is what the fight is all about, folks. These ideas, this transgender issue, the, the whole gay and lesbian issue is very confusing for children. And the more that this is promoted, the more it's just confusing. It's just going to wreck a whole generation. They're gonna, these kids are already, as we have read and reported, the, the young people are already have anxiety and depression and suicidal thoughts. So you, we know that social media, we know that the indoctrination that's going on in the schools is creating these problems, and they're starting at younger and younger ages to teach this crap. And this is a, a prime example. 
of the Biden administration appointing somebody that's weird and strange as far as transgenderism, this Rachel Levine, that's a man that's dressed up like a woman, as uh, head of the HHS, as if it's validating these ideas. Just complete insanity. And this book is just throwing gas on the fire, in my opinion. So I hope uh, we can, the parents can stand up against these things being promoted in schools and really to get involved in the public school systems. If you're a parent, you have kids in schools, you need to vote these uh, school board chair people and members off if they're promoting this information because it's not good and it's not going to turn out good for young people in the future. All right, headline number two. House Oversight Committee announces probe into State Department for silencing conservative news. Katie Pavlich, House Oversight Committee Chairman James Comer, announced an investigation into the State Department censorship of conservative news outlets. Comer is asking for a number of State Department documents to be provided and for a briefing from Blinken to committee staff by March the 3rd. He's asking documents to be provided to enable oversight of the department's administration of funds flowing to organizations working to censor lawful speech and suppress press freedoms. Gabe Kamansky, Disinformation Inc., the State Department's back National Endowment for Democracy, granted over $315,000 in 2021 to the Global Disinformation Index, which is secretly blacklisting conservative news. All right, so this is what we've been. This is what's been we've been talked about. This is what the whole Trump administration has been about for the last six years since he stepped into the president's seat. We can see how the entire free speech and how government has taken control of the censorship of speech. How the conservative movement has been silenced by our tax-paying dollars. This is a very serious problem, and I hope that the House Oversight Committee can get to the bottom of it, root all this rot out of there, because once you have a bias and you, you stifle free speech, then you, don't, you no longer have a country. And this is what we're up against. And it's absurd how much money is being flowing, flowing into these organizations like the Global Disinformation Index. I mean, who is the arbitrator of truth here? Who's, who's the one that's dictating what's right and what's wrong? It needs to be open and let people decide what they want to absorb and what they want to listen to. So I hope the Oversight Committee can root it out, expose it, and get rid of it. All right, headline number one. Emily Kors' cringeworthy press tour risks an indictment for President Trump. MSNBC, Emily Kors, the foreperson of the special grand jury in Fulton County, went on a media tour of sorts, giving interviews to NBC News, The New York Times, The Atlanta Journal, Constitution, and other news outlets, and she is apparently enjoying her moment in the spotlight. She revealed the names of witnesses who testified. She told us that some witnesses were immunized. She confirmed that the jurors had listened to a recording of former President Donald Trump's phone call with Georgia Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger and had discussed the slate of alternate electors. When she was asked whether Trump was one of them, she replied, you're not going to be shocked. It's not rocket science. Lawyer Steve Martin, 
she should not have offered, and the media folks that asked her should not have asked her the way they did. It's easy to see in five seconds that she can pulled into any direction. The questioners knew, and they all went for a scoop. Not a good day in American press or jurisprudence. All right, so uh, if you haven't uh, seen this um, young lady who's been making all the rounds on the media, she's, uh, I mean, she's the foreman for uh, a grand jury, and she's out there talking to the press, which is totally forbidden if you're on a, a jury. You're not supposed to speak to the media. You're not even supposed to be listening to the media and reading newspapers on the topic. And she's out there making her rounds and just talking nonsense and how the greatest thing that she would love to see is to be able to see, look into Donald Trump's eyes and make a comment to him about how she despises him. So she's also, if you, they've, they've looked at her Instagram account, she's into witchcraft and, and paganism. And she's just, uh, she's going to blow the whole case. The judge should just call a mistrial because it's completely out of hand and it's ruined the jury pool yeah, just to end it, end it, because it's uh, it's just a partisan witch hunt anyway. It's been going on for years. Everybody's trying to get Trump for one reason or another. All right, those are your top five headlines for this Friday. Thanks for joining us on the Affirm America podcast. Have a great weekend. We'll see you next week. This is the Affirm America podcast with your host, Marquis Vandemark. And let's never forget, America is great and we affirm it.